What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday Night Football, Week 2, Vikings at Eagles. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to Taking the Points, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on Twitter. Yes, I'm still calling it Twitter. Joined, as always, by my suffering Bills fan, Jay Spence. Jay Spence, say hello to the people. How are we feeling? What's up, man? I, you see, I don't sound like I'm feeling. I feel good, but my voice is gone because I am a suffering Bills fan. Uh, Monday Night Football just did not go the way it was supposed to go. But I'm here. I'm here. We're trucking along. Yeah, you're, you're a trooper. So Monday Night Football, that's in the past, right? So now yeah. we're looking forward. Now we're looking forward to the next game, Thursday Night Football. Looks like it's going to be a big one, right? So two teams that a lot of people expect to be contenders in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in case people are listening for the first time, they didn't catch our week one show. Go back and listen just so you can hear how wrong I was. But go back and listen and you'll see that we are trying to take the Thursday night football show and present it to you with an eye towards sports betting. So we're looking at money lines, props, parlays, fantasy football, you name it. If you might put money on the line about on this Thursday night football game, then we're here to talk about it. So this line right now, this is Wednesday morning. So the day before the game, it is currently Eagles minus seven. So it was Eagles minus six and a half last time we looked at it, uh, which I think that means People were starting to put some money on Eagles at six and a half. They're starting to move the line. Spence, what do you think when you see this line? I'm actually surprised by it. I, I know that the Eagles won and obviously they were there or they are the defending NFC champions. So there's a lot of reason to be confident if you're an Eagles fan. I think they have one of the best rosters in football, but I'm surprised. I'll be honest. I think when you look at what the Vikings did this last Sunday and, and then if you just know anything about the Vikings, look, I think this year we're going to be surprised when you look at who has like the top five offenses for the league. Jordan Addison is the real deal. And you pair him with Justin Jefferson. I just can't see. Um, I just can't see them being blown out at all this year. They, they can, they're going to lose, but they're not going to be blown out. Well, so let's start this then. let's talk about the money line here. So money line is essentially who Vegas and sports books thinks are going to win this game. Mm -hmm. So right now we've got Eagles minus 290. So you have to bet $290 on the Eagles to win the game to win 100 bucks. Vikings plus 235. So if you bet $100 on the Vikings and they win, you end up turning your 100 into an extra 235. So Spence, you say you like the Vikings. Do you like the Vikings not just with the points, not just at plus seven, but on the straight money line? Do you think the Vikings can win this game? Actually, I do. So in, in uh, 
article that I actually write for Buffalo Rumblings presented by DraftKings as well. Um, I, I picked them to win. I think, I think for me, like I mentioned, Jordan Addison is the real deal. We got a, we got a little sample of that this past weekend when he caught a touchdown. Um, but if you watched him all preseason and if you watched him at all in college, he consistently puts guys in the blender and the Eagles defense is good, but they struggled in the second half against the New England Patriots. And the Patriots, I think their best weapon offensively after Ramondre Stevenson is Juju Smith-Schuster. So to struggle, not that he's bad. He's just not um, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> you know, he's not. So to, to struggle uh, the way they did in that second half, there's for me, and I know it's a completely different game, but I just see uh, the combination of these two wide receivers being too difficult for the Eagles to deal with. Well, it's interesting. So you're, you're focusing kind of just on one side of the ball. You're focusing on the Vikings offense and comparing what they were able to do against the Patriots and now looking at them against the Eagles. That's fine. But look at who the Vikings played on the other side, too. Just last week, they lost to a Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So are we saying that Jalen Hurts is not as good as Baker Mayfield. Obviously, we recognize that the Eagles offense is better than Tampa Bay's offense, right? You agree with that? You know, You're, you paused. You paused way too long for that. Because I want to answer this. I want to answer this as honestly, but I don't want to sound like a hater when I do this. I am not a Baker Mayfield fan at all. OK, but I do not think Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, as a thrower of the football. I don't think that there's much of a difference when you're talking about Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts. Wow. This is me. If you look at Jalen Hurts statistics over the last few years, he has statistics that closely mirror Tyrod Taylor as a starter in the NFL. Wow. Hot Those take. Are not, I'm sorry. I said hot take. No, well, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's that hot at all. I think if you watch him play, you realize he's a dynamic playmaker. I don't think he's a great quarterback. And I think that's where the difference is. I think when you add his dual, you know, he's, he can run and he's, he's that's a big thing. That's a big thing that you're just skipping over. Right. So we're acknowledging he's a playmaker. No, I'm talking about as a quarterback, though. Baker Mayfield has the best wide receiving core he's ever had. And we we don't forget because I bash him all the time. But he's a former first overall pick. He has skill to be there. These are the best receivers he's had. Mike Evans, are you kidding? So, no, Baker's going to – he's going to play well this season. He did okay with in his time in L.A. He's going to do okay here. And, and that's fine. But let's – first off, we're ignoring – Baker had a decent set of wide receivers in Cleveland. So he had no, Odell Beckham Jr. He had I'm not a, Jarvis. I'm Lewis. not ignoring no, it. But you say, okay, Jalen Hurts is not a good – or not as good of a quarterback. Maybe he's overrated a quarterback moves their offense down the field, whether he's doing it with his arms or his legs, Jalen Hurts is effective at doing that. I want you to keep that same energy for Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. I do. I think Lamar Jackson is for sure. We'll say definitely top 10. Uh, I I don't know where I'll put in with that former MVP for a reason. Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts could very well be an MVP himself in his own right. So, I think, and I don't think this is a hot take at all, Jalen Hurts is a significantly better quarterback and leader of an offense than Baker Mayfield. So if Baker Mayfield was able to steal a win against the Vikings, yes, he had Mike Evans. Yes, he had Chris Godwin. Jalen Hurts has Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. It's not like he doesn't have weapons himself either. What did they do against the Patriots? Well, that becomes the question of how much do you buy into the Patriots defense? 
I think the Patriots defense every year, Bill Belichick always puts a good defense on the field. And well, first, I don't want to because I already know I can hear it now. I can see the comments. People are going to drag me. I agree with you. Jalen Hurts is a far better player than Baker Mayfield. Just not a better quarterback. No. Well, thrower of the football. No, I think Baker Mayfield can throw the ball better than Jalen Hurts. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. If you're if you're doing a straight skills position of throwing the ball in the pocket and hitting a target, sure. But put up on the run, decision making, everything. Well, but else. to your point, and that's what I'm saying, as a leader of an offense, that's where I say Jalen Hurts separates himself. But when you're talking about Baker Mayfield and that offense, he's gonna have a decent year because he has he's a decent quarterback who has better weapons. These guys are better than that than that year, OBJ and, and Jarvis Landry. Just want to get that out there because I, I don't want people thinking that I'm saying Baker's. He's not. He's a bum. I don't like him. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was your question? Well, no. So the next point, too, is another quarterback we haven't talked about, and that's Kirk Cousins, right? So I think we'd be remiss if we just talked about this Eagles-Phillies game and only talked about Jalen Hurts at quarterback. It's important no, to talk right. about Kirk Cousins. So you, you, you have faith in Cousins? I do. I think because if you look over the course of his career, Kirk Cousins has consistently been a really good quarterback. Has he taken the team to the Super Bowl and and won it? No. Has he, uh, you know, there's certain things that people used to question. Primetime games, big games. He just didn't show up. Like Thursday night? Like Thursday night. But if you look at over the course of his career, he's, he's done very well. And on top of that, again, I think I think Addison in a different situation, if he went to a team that really kind of lacked in certain spaces, he probably could have been the number one wide receiver on a team. Only reason why he's not here is because of Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like that dude is he's that dude. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a great season, not just great game. Well, so I, I don't disagree with part of that. I think Kirk Cousins might end up having a good season overall. When we're looking at his numbers at the end of the year, looking at the counting stats, looking at the yards, looking at his touchdowns, it, it could be, it's definitely going to be the top half. I'll say that. But the narrative of Kirk Cousins in primetime games, that's a real thing. Like at a certain point, it becomes beyond just coincidence. It, it's when the big lights are on and it's national television. There's a different Kirk cousins than we see when he's in the noon slate of games uh, with everybody else. So this is a Thursday night football game. You might have faith in Kirk cousins over the course of the season, but you think he's going to show up this Thursday. Is that right? I think he's going to show up. I think not only will he show up, I think he's going to, they're going to look just as good as they looked in the first half this past Sunday as explosive as they were. I think, I think Jefferson had over a hundred yards in the first half. That's right. You're going to see that again. No, I I don't disagree with that either. I I think Justin Jefferson, I I believe at the, at half, he had seven catches for 138 last week against the Patriot or against the bucks. And then they stopped feeding him the ball and Mm -hmm. then the Vikings lost. Yeah. So I don't think that that went unnoticed. I think Kirk Cousins, the Vikings offense, has realized, no, we're going to continue to feed Justin Jefferson because this offense will flow through him, and we don't want him to get frustrated. We don't want him to think that he's having to do so much and the team still lose. So I think Justin Jefferson absolutely has a big game. But let's talk about some of the point totals we've got. So Vikings projected at 20.5 points. Eagles, 27 and a half. Let's take each at a time. Eagles, 27 and a half. What are your thoughts? Do the Eagles hit 27 and a half, 28 points? 
Yeah, I think I think this game is going to be. Yeah, is, is it going to be a high scoring game? Unlike last week when I told everybody to take to under, I was right. Chris wasn't. Um, that is not true. You you said it was going to be a high scoring game. Well, I'll have stats or our producer put in the clip if we have to be to. sure, because I'm almost sure I said Kelsey was a bigger deal not being there. You I, did. I'm but sure. You also said it's still going to be a high scoring game. I said even without Kelsey, you said yes. You took the over there. If I was wrong on that one, I'll take it because I was right on like everything else. But but go ahead. Go ahead. So, well, we could talk about that one, too. The over under right now, total points, 49. So if you're saying Eagles get over 28, but the Vikings win, you think they are smashing this over. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think my prediction was 31 to uh, 28. I got to look at my article, but I think it was 31, 28. So Vikings, 20.5. That's your super duper favorite bet then, right? You're loving that at 20 and a half. Yeah, for sure. We talked about Kirk Cousins and his primetime stuff. Uh, And by stuff, that's the polite way of saying he has not played well in primetime games. And a great example of that would be, I think it's important for us to mention, these two teams played each other last week or last season Mm -hmm. in primetime. And Kirk Cousins threw for not much. I think he had three picks that game and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, okay, well, those two teams last year, just last season, on Monday Night Football, the Eagles just dominate, take care of business. Kirk Cousins looks like primetime Kirk Cousins. The Eagles might be better, at least on defense, adding in other players, adding in Jalen Carter. The leading receiver for the Vikings that game wasn't even Justin Jefferson. It was Adam Thielen, who's now over in Carolina. So are we saying that these teams are dramatically different than what we saw last season? And if so, is it for the better? Because I think if the Eagles are different, which I would offer to you that they are, they're even better than they were last year. The team that beat this Vikings team in primetime. I mean, that's a fair point. And that's a good way to look at it. There's two points that I want to make. So first, I I don't I try not to look at last year as a you know, a measuring tool because they are different teams. It's a different season. Last year, if those teams were in the same division, they play each other twice. They could split. You know, last year, the Bills and the Jets split. Same thing. So the second game, it could go the Vikings way. It could go, you know, so it it doesn't matter there for me. But then the next point that I would make on that is, you know, when you're looking at these games, and I know you're you're big on Kirk Cousins on Thursday Night Football or primetime, and he's just not going to be good. But you mentioned Thielen was the leading receiver. I think Addison is better at this point than Thielen. I know Thielen's a vet and Addison's young. We just haven't seen it yet. Is we're gonna see it. Addison is that guy, and again, Jefferson, like you just said, they they stopped feeding the ball in the second half. He's, I'm sure, I am sure, he's already had a conversation with Kirk. I'm sure that they're like, look, we're gonna feed this dude. Don't stop until we win. So I think you're gonna see a difference there. Justin Jefferson is going to be the leading receiver, but you also have, I think you have a more dynamic offense. And as far Dalvin as Dalvin Cook's Eagles, also not there. So Dalvin Cook was the leading not, yeah. rusher for the Vikings and he's yeah, now gone. I think you don't like Madison. I am not a huge fan. I think that he is for fantasy football purposes. He's going to be a high volume guy and he's going to be in a good offense, but just as his straight skills, if he was on a worse team, I think if he was playing for the Buccaneers, we would be compa- like, it would be no different than Rashad white. Uh, I'm not sure he is explosive like Dalvin Cook was in his prime. I, I could agree with you. Like, I, I, I'll have you back on that one. But uh, as far as the Eagles, though, you mentioned that, you know, you think that they're actually better than they were last year. This is one of the things that I, I 
I said a lot last year. So a lot of people agreed. A lot of people didn't. So it's one of those polarizing takes. But I feel like the Eagles weren't as good as their record. I think that they had last season, they were gifted a very easy strength of schedule. And I think by the time you get to the playoffs and, you know, facing these teams that are beat up, I think that they won when they had to win. But um, throughout the year, I didn't think that they were that great. And I still. Per- you are I, I what your record says you are, right? Well, you, you We said at the opening of the show, I said, I don't think Jalen Hurts is as great as everyone thinks he is. I'm consistent with it. I don't think the Eagles are quite there yet. That is wild. So I, I can't wait to dive into our parlays then and see all of the Vikings you have in some of your parlays. But before we do that, Spence, tell the people, what is a parlay? Just in case they don't know what this word means or, or what this idea is in the sports betting context. Yeah, so a parlay is a series of bets that you're basically stacking on top of each other and all of them have to hit. And then when you do, it multiplies your winnings based, you know, regard whatever the number uh, provided by the sports book will let you know. And I'll tell you, Chris, I'm, I know this wasn't a Thursday night one. I bet when I had a really good one, man. I had a five leg parlay, four of them hit and them damn Texans couldn't beat the spread, man. They couldn't do it. You you put money on the Texans offense? Just for the I, I, I had the Ravens winning, but the spread was 10 points. I'm like, they can't they can't keep it to nine like they can they can keep it to nine no texans are garbage they didn't everything texans else everything else hit every single thing well that's how i felt about last week uh, <laughs> i was so close to everything if uh Kadarius tony could just catch a few passes hold on to a few balls and get his mind right uh, otherwise he's dead to me so this is no longer the taking the points show this will be the Kadarius tony hate show uh coming in next week for week three uh but so last week we went through our parlay. So I had a few that I offered to the people and my sincere apologies for thinking that the Chiefs offense would be able to do anything uh, and that Kadarius Tony might be able to hold on to a ball. So I'm sorry on his behalf, but let's look forward now. Last week, I tried to do a kind of conservative parlay where I was looking at stacking a few bets. Remember, it's all or nothing. So they all have to hit for you to get paid out. If one hit doesn't hit, like Spence's five-leg parlay where the Texans bet couldn't hit, the whole thing's a loser. So here we've got a conservative parlay. I'm looking at trying to double our money. Three legs. First leg, Eagles money line, which I know Spence already disagrees with, but that is Eagles win the game. So as long as the Eagles win, first leg is set. Second one, Justin Jefferson over 80 receiving yards which I think we agree Justin Jefferson's going to have a huge game. I think he probably goes over 100, but we'll just say over 80 because this is the more conservative parlay. And then Vikings under 30 and a half points. So remember, even Spence, who thinks the Vikings are going to win, you had them at 31, I think. I think um, I said 35. Or 35, okay. So you you probably disagree with this one, but I think the Vikings are under 30 points or less for this game. Those three have plus 120 odds. Meaning if you bet a hundred bucks, you'll win 120. So we're at least getting our money. Uh, and it's now a not f- favored bet. It's more of an underdog. What are your thoughts? You hate them all, right, Spence? Well, I don't hate them. I think if you're if you're a betting 
person that's going to bet on the Eagles. I, I love it. You know, if if you're confident, in it, which, uh, again, a lot of people are and I'm not. So if I'm on the other side of things, I, I take Chris's bet and, and I, I bet that, man, I think if if they are who everyone else thinks they are, that's a good bet. Well, remember, too, so the the over, the money line, things like that, and technically the under for the Vikings, those are points that are scored not just by the offense, right? So if you think the Eagles' defense is good and maybe they score points, then even if the Eagles' defense takes you to the win, gets you enough points, and Justin Jefferson has at least 80 receiving yards, then this parlay will hit. But what do you have, Spence? Well, um, so... <laughs> I know, again, you're going to disagree with it. This was the more conservative one. I, I have an aggressive one that I can't wait to do, but uh, this one is for, uh, plus 525. Uh, so I got over two and a half touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings. So at least three touchdowns. Okay. Uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings has one touchdown or over a half touchdown in the first quarter. And then I have that the Vikings will lead at the end of the first quarter. And that, so that's for 525. Um, and that's the conservative one. That's I mean, I'm, I'm spending bread on the next one and I already placed it. I'm, I placed it. Holy goodness. So those make me nervous just because it's the kind of parlay that at the end of the first quarter, you're already out. It's already over. Either you won, which great, or you lost. Yeah. But I guess we'll talk in a little bit about the first score of the game. But you think Vikings are starting with this ball and punching in the end zone. Well, it's not first scoring. It's just at a touchdown for the first quarter. So I don't know if they'll be the first scoring team or if, you know, but I do think in the first quarter they'll get a touchdown. And I think um, and they'll be winning. It yeah, won't just so be a tie. 7, 10 to 6, something like that. I think they'll be winning by the end of the first quarter. Well, don't bury the lead now. I want to go right into your aggressive. What is that looking like? Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. So this aggressive one, this one now. My friends over at DraftKings, please don't yell at me. I know typically we try to keep them a bit lower. This is how confident I am. Now, I'm telling you, don't take betting advice from me. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, I got Vikings money. Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback and the Baker Mayfield's better. So obviously take all of Spence's sports betting advice with that context. I'm just saying last week I was right and you weren't. Continue, continue. Okay, Vikings money line. Over 20 and a half points total. Justin Jefferson Anytime touchdown score. The guy that my man Chris just said he doesn't like, Alexander Madison, anytime touchdown score. And then the dude that I'm high on, Jordan Addison, anytime touchdown score. That's a five leg parlay. You go ahead and play that and you're going to make some big bucks. I'm telling you, it's all of that is happening tonight. What's the, what are the odds? Do, do you have that? That's 3,000 plus 3,000. Holy cow. Well, um, some of those just aren't going to happen. So that's just throwing money to DraftKings. will. Stats, keep the stats. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They uh, appreciate all of the donations that the listeners provide listening to Spence's aggressive parlay. So here's mine. I've got, mine's just going to be simple three legs. And I think you'll like these. So this is Vikings over 12 and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, simple, right? Kirk Cousins over 275 passing yards. Mm -hmm. And then Vikings at least. Uh, to cover the spread. So that's seven right now. I like that. That's plus 320. So $100 bet pays out 320. I like that. I like mine better though, because I want more. Yeah, and you want to lose more also. No, so, I'm telling you, first of all, your bet, I think that's a really, um, even on the aggressive side for the show, I think that bet right there, um, if you're a Vikings fan or if you're somebody that 
you know, wants to try a little bit more on the dangerous side. I would have confidence in, in the Vikings for all the reasons that we've already listed. Chris, you're impressing me. You, you had you had a couple that I actually would put down. What's happening? We can't start the season off like disagreeing. Well, you know what? So how about this then? I, I don't like the fact that you have odds of over a thousand. So here's a, an, another three leg parlay. It'll be Kirk Cousins, three passing touchdowns. Jordan Addison, anytime TD. And then we'll pick Devonta Smith over 70 receiving yards. All three of those, that's plus a thousand. So I think that's a good a, a $10 bet there will pay out 110 bucks. So that's Jordan Addison, anytime TD, Kirk Cousins, three passing touchdowns, and Devonta Smith over 70 receiving yards. So I can't let you be the only one to just have some wild parlay out there with your plus 10 gazillion odds. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that wild. You bet 10 bucks and you, I mean, you're going to make some bread. I just think, you know, a lot of times, A, I think it's important for us to also let everybody know, look, we're having fun and we want to, but we also want to make sure that you're betting within your means, bet responsibly. Uh, DraftKings sure. Draft and uh, SB Nation, we do not want to see anybody get into any type of issues with this. So again, take our advice, but at the same time, don't take our advice. We want you to have some fun. This should enhance your football season. It should not change your life in a negative way. Absolutely. So have fun. Just don't throw money away like Spence wants you to on his crazy five-leg parlay. But speaking of parlays, we've got a DraftKings special parlay. So let's just be honest, give our candid take. It is Justin Jefferson over 150 receiving yards and the Eagles win. Those odds are in the DK special over at DraftKings Sportsbook plus 800. So $100 bet pays out $800. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think I think um, you must hate it, right? It says Eagles win, I, so yeah. I'm saying I, I, already, think, I think I think they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah, so you're just <laughs> out on that wrong. one. I like it. I like it. I, I, I think the, the one I'm I'm worried about, obviously, is Jefferson at 150. That that's a lot. That, that's a high number. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, we we talked earlier about how Jefferson had almost 150 by half last week, and I think that they're going to try to pepper him with the ball this week, Thursday night. At the same time, I think that the Eagles probably know that also and are going to likely slide coverage over Jefferson's way, uh, whether it's bracket coverage, whether it's just uh, sending extra help however they can and extra attention, which is why in my more fun parlay, I had a Jordan Addison anytime TD. I think Jefferson's probably still the safer bet to score a touchdown, but I could see a scenario where he's getting so much attention on defense, it opens it up for everyone else on the team instead. I think they're both going to get one. You think the Vikings are going to win, so it makes sense. Yep. So what we've decided to try to keep up with are a few things. One was our conservative parlays. Uh, Now, granted, I have to give Spence his moment. His aggressive parlay last week did hit, but both of our conservatives did not. Uh, We also said the other thing we were going to keep up with was the first score of the game. So last week, last Thursday, it was Lions Chiefs. Spence, you and me, we we placed our bets and we were both wrong. Both. We were both wrong. Our the, I don't know what we should call him. The the Bonnie to our Clyde, the peanut butter to our jelly, the Zach Wilson to our Aaron Rodgers. Uh, stats, stats. Say hey to the people. 
genius perhaps could be a word you're searching for a uh, beautiful handsome genius slash producer whatever you want to go with yeah I'll, I'll make sure i hit that next time so stats last week you had lions td as the first score of the game and bing 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 play the sound effect you won uh, i had lions field goal uh, that's because the Chiefs couldn't make a tackle on third and long in the red zone. Uh, Spence, you had Chiefs field goal. It's because Kadarius Tony can't hold on to a ball. He can't do a thing. But this week, let's do the same thing. Let's look at first scoring play. We've got Vikings TD at plus 340. Vikings field goal at plus 380. Eagles touchdown plus 130. And Eagles field goal plus 360. Stats, you are the reigning defending champ. For this pick, so you can have first dibs. What you want here? What are you liking as the first score of this game over on DraftKings? I'm going Eagles touchdown. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting to week one. They played Bill Belichick. He obviously is a great defensive coach. I think the Eagles are going to get back to their kind of steamrolling ways. I'll take Eagles right down the field, stick it in the end zone. I like it. And that's the right now, the the favorite of the options at plus 130. Spence. I'll let you take next. What are you seeing here? I'm seeing Vikings touchdown first. So at plus 340, so pretty significant drop off in odds there from Eagles touchdown. So are you thinking just as an aside, is that because the Eagles start with the ball or you think they're able to get a quick three and out? Uh, I think I think um, the Eagles will probably start with the ball. I don't think it'll be three and out, but um, I don't think that they're going to be able to just go down the field like stats is saying. I, I mean, I, again, I respect it and I, I see why people have that point of view. I just I, I just have to be proven that, um, you know, Jalen Hurts is the guy that everybody says. Yeah. So I'm going to take Vikings field goal at plus 380. So I think the Vikings are able to move the ball. They might get a chunk play here or there but I don't think they're able to punch it in on that first drive. I still think they're able to put up some points, but I'm not sure they get it into the end zone. But I think that's the first scoring play. I think the Vikings might start with the ball and then could end up just stalling out when they get close to field goal range. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Bet of the week for this game. It's something we talked about last week. Uh, I think you and I both thought the Lions were going to punch it in the end zone on the ground. I had David Montgomery, you had Jameer Gibbs, and it ended up being the sun god Amon Ross St. Brown as the first score for the Lions. Uh, bet of the week for this week, one thing I'm seeing is A.J. Brown catches a pass on the first Eagles drive. 
That seems pretty easy to me. It seems like free money at plus 100. So even wow. money bet, bet 100, get 100. Uh, I'm liking that one. Just really? one, Yeah, just one catch on the Eagles' first drive. Uh, I mean, it's still, I mean, that's still something that I would take. Like, I, that's, that's insane that it's even up there. 100 bucks for that? Yep. Let's go. All right, what about you? Okay. Do you see? Do you have a bet of the game for this week? Um, I, I, what I'm going to do is because of all the confidence that I have, man. I'm um, I'm going to go with like some passing yards from my guy Kirk Cousins. Um, they have him at at 260 uh, or over 265 is at uh, minus 115. I'm I'm going to say you know that's that's an easy one that we're going to blow out the park. Yeah. So I, I mentioned it earlier, and I think you were taking the over the line is 49 you're taking the over for the game right you think this is mm-hmm. going to be pretty high scoring yeah i actually am going to agree with you on that one so so we're agreeing uh stats i don't know if you have a sound effect for that but we might need one because how happens. rare it will be yeah no no team on it all. but because of that i'm taking the over on basically any player prop i'm seeing yeah i like them all so aj brown over 72 receiving yards uh Alexander Madison over 51 rushing yards. I'm taking over on all of them. You know what? Can I change mine? Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead. What you got? I want to change mine uh, over uh, as a half for Jalen Hurts at 150 on interceptions. So 0.5. I saw that. I'm going to take that. Yeah, I I saw that. That was an interesting one. You noticed that Kirk Cousins over uh, 0.5 interceptions is actually a favorite bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you can find a Kirk Cousins two total turnover option uh, or <laughs> more, I probably take that one. Uh, whether it's it. picks, fumbles, I, I think again we see primetime Kirk Cousins here. But that doesn't mean he's not going to get some garbage time, empty calorie passing yards at the end of the game. So we'll see. With that in mind, saying that I like all of these individual bets, receiving, rushing, even passing. Uh, for almost every skills player in this game, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jordan Addison, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Give me everybody in fantasy football. If you've got an Eagle or a Viking, I'm starting them this week. What about you? I think my unsung hero, my Thor award of the week for for this game, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Madison. I think I understand your point, And I agree with you that he's more of a volume guy and he's not uh, going to be like a home run hitter. But I think because of all the energy and attention that the, the Eagles are going to put on to Justin Jefferson. And even, like I said, Jordan Addison is that guy, but I think, you know, they're going to be trying to stop that pass attack and it's going to make the Vikings have to run the ball at some point. If they want to win it, they're going to have to control the clock in that fourth quarter. And I think he's going to uh, punch one in, in the fourth quarter to, to seal the game and, and send it home. So last time when you had your Thor award, the power You picked Jared Goff. Yeah. So you said Jared Goff. Uh, obviously, the Lions ended up winning. I said, no, the, the person who's going to have the best game, the best individual performance in this game is going to be Patrick Mahomes. And that still ended up being the case, even though Mahomes was throwing to Kadarius Tony. I'm going to take a take a shot every time I say his name. Don't do that. You, if, um, if Tony ever listens to this, he's really going to think like we have a vendetta. He, he's not already me. he's already deleted his Twitter account, so he, he probably has unsubscribed from all of his podcasts. All Did stuff. you see that he reactivated just to talk just crap to hate on the, the Giants? Giants. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. yeah, I loved it. Man. I loved it. I love the petty. Bring it. I'm here for it. Um, but that, I just need to understand what is the Thor Award? Is it your 
uh, the best performer of the game? Is it someone who has the single most important play? I, I need some some parameters for what this is, so that way I can offer mine in response. Yeah, so for me, Thor is the MVP. He's uh, whether it might not necessarily be the best statistical game, but it's the it's the guy that either made the play or or you know was the focal point of the most important drive of the game that sealed it. That you know, without this guy, it wouldn't happen. And I think Madison's going to consistently. Yeah, he's going to grind out those three to four yard carries every time he touches it and it's going to control the clock. And like I said, he's going to send the game home. And um, so last week with Jared Goff, he didn't have a better statistical day than Patrick Mahomes, but he came out on top for me. And, you know, I, I don't know if I would call him the MVP of last week after winning it, but, you know, I, I feel OK with that pick last week. And that's fair. So I'll kind of caveat then and say, I think that your kind of scoring MVP for fantasy football or otherwise is probably someone like Justin Jefferson. I mean, he was drafted in the top three for a reason in most fantasy redraft leagues. But if I'm having to go with your kind of conditions of what this award means and the idea that it's the MVP for the game, not not just the highest score, then give me Baker Mayfield. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the one who makes the plays to get this win for the Eagles. Even if it ends up being closer than everyone thinks, I could see a scenario where it's third and eight, third and seven, third and nine, and the Eagles are trying to rush out the clock. They get pr- or the, the Vikings get pressure, and Jalen Hurts scrambles for a first down and just kills the soul of the Vikings defense. So I could see a lot of first down scrambles, for, uh, scrambles for first downs, that is, by Jalen Hurts. I think he has over 350 yards of total offense uh, on the ground and in the air. So I'll think I'll pick Jalen Hurts then as my Thor award. Yeah, no, that's fair. And if, if so, I guess going forward, we could do it both ways. We could do like just overall for the game and then fantasy wise, fantasy wise, if I'm going to do it like that, then I probably would agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts, the combination of what he has uh, with his legs and being able to, to you know, read certain throws I th- with the team that he has. I, th- I agree. I think he's he's one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy. So I could see that. I think I need to go back in and say something else, too. And I said, I'll start every Eagle. I'll start every Viking. That actually includes someone who didn't have a good game last week for the Eagles, and that's DeAndre Swift. We saw Kenneth Gainwell kind of be the lead back for the Eagles. I would still start DeAndre Swift. So if you've got any Eagle or or Viking on your fantasy team, I probably start them. You're over there shaking your head at me, Spence. Yeah. I, I mean, and not, not because I think it's a – I don't think uh, that – it's a bad idea for you to, to take, you know, any of these guys. I just, at this point, I just don't know who I trust with the Eagles as a running back on fantasy, because you never know, like one week we can see what we just saw this past Sunday. And the next week, you're right. It could be Swift. Then it could be who they, they have such depth at that position that um, normally, even when it's running back by committee, you typically know who the lead guy is every week. I don't think that's the case here in Philly. I think it goes, it's going to be like a hot hand situation. And if you're, putting all your eggs in that basket as far as one of your running backs or a flex, and it's not his week to be the guy, you you basically just killed, you know, you, you, you gave away uh, a matchup when it comes to that position. And I just, for me, I stick, I stay away from Eagles running backs, not because they're not good. All of those guys are good. The problem is they're too good and there's too many of them. And that's fair. That's a fair take. DeAndre Swift had, I think one carry for three yards and Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell had 14 carries last week. So my stance is 
Start Swift this week, and if he ends up having another performance like he did in week one, then maybe you think about not starting him again the rest of the season until you have a little more confidence in him or until maybe there's an injury or something else happens in that running back room. But kind of for some of the same reason that you just said of, it could be player one's game in week one and player two's game in week two. That's what I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to catch that this could be the DeAndre Swift week. But the thing is, if, if so listen, listeners, if you're listening to Chris there, then he's basically telling you, well, just lose your money this week by taking my advice for your fantasy team. You know, DraftKings fantasy lineups, go ahead and put Swift in. And when he sucks, just lose. And then next week, don't do it again. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. If you drafted DeAndre <laughs> Swift, you probably drafted him to be a potential flex player. You didn't draft him as your RB1. Maybe you went zero RB, so he's your RB2 option. What I'm saying is, don't freak out after last week and then bench him and play some other scrub who's going to be worse just because you're overreacting from last week. So I'm saying if you had, if you drafted DeAndre Swift for a reason, whether it's a flex or you went zero RB and you picked him up super late, don't panic just yet. If he has another bad game, then, then we can panic. But otherwise, don't be too afraid of starting him again at least one more week. No, and that's and that's fair. I'm just I'm just messing with you. Uh, one thing I will say um, that I wanted to add to all the earlier points about who we think will win and why I do want to say keep an eye out on defense for the Vikings for Harrison Phillips. I think he's going to have a breakout year. We ha- he has some big plays this first week. I think Harrison Phillips defensive tackle for the Vikings is going to have a big game. Honestly, keep your eye out for him. Yeah, and keep your eye out for Jalen Carter. Uh, for mm-hmm. the Eagles because mm-hmm. he's already had a big game and I think he'll continue to just be a monster in that Eagles interior defense. It's going to be a great game. So we talked about the Thor Award. That brings up, I, I don't know how we're going to to mention this, but stats hop on. So last week we decided we we're going to try to have a Marvel trivia question and we we're going to have that question asked to us live on the pod. Whoever then answers it correctly will then get to pick their pick in a betting law, a betting prop that you stats have selected and we're hearing for the first time. Now, last week I won like granted there might be some, some conspiracy theory where you think, Oh, well, Chris just answered too quickly. And, and Spence also gave the answer. No, no, none of that. I won. I was the New York jets. I beat the bills. I won. I took the W, but then with the bet that I took, which was, Lions score first and go on to lose against the Chiefs. I took a big fat L. So I don't know how we're going to end up counting that. But stats, are you ready for another one this week? I am ready. I think you get the opportunity to answer the trivia question first because you did get that part of it correct. So, Chris, you get the first opportunity to answer the trivia question. And it's pretty simple. We all know S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel Universe. S.H.I.E.L.D. is an acronym. For what, Chris? What does SHIELD stand for? Okay, while Spence goes to look it up, Spence, you make eye contact with me this entire time. Don't you, don't you look I, up I, anything on your you phone? Right now, I don't know it. I don't know the acronym. So I'm okay. telling you now, you have a chance to win this. I'm not okay. looking nothing right. up. So he doesn't know. So it is a strategic homeland. So I know it's logistics division. What is the I? Uh, investigation and in Oh, and then I'm missing the E. Yeah. Strategic Homeland and Experimental Logistics Division. 
What, what do we got? How close am I? How close? Not very close at all. <laughs> Dang it. You are terribly off. Uh, Jay Spence, you have an opportunity to steal this one. No, no. He already said he didn't. He's forfeited his steal because now he's looked it up. He's a cheater, no, cheater, pumpkin eater. I didn't know. My mom just texted me that she's almost off from work. That's what I was looking at. But no, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I'm not even going to try because I'm going to sound so dumb and I love Marvel. See, awful lot of chatter about how big Marvel fans you guys are. Yeah. Yet second trivia question. It is from Iron Man 1. They say it a few times and then they just move to S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And they just call it that. So strategic homeland, I remember that. Logistics division, I remember that. It's the it's the middle part. I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division. Hmm. Four out of six. So now what do I do? Who gets to answer or who gets to pick the bet? Do I get to assign it to you? No, that- well, well, we both lost. Chris won last week. So we'll let Chris next week. He'll be able to go first as well. Okay. But you, you can go ahead and place your bet, Chris. I'll, right. I'll, I didn't even try. So you win. Here is the bet. We're going tight end matchup in this one. Who has more tight ends, Dallas Goddard, or more touchdowns, excuse me, Dallas Goddard or TJ Hawkinson? But Hawkinson is getting half a touchdown. Give me Hawkinson. Hawkinson plus half a touchdown. Yeah. Again, for all the reasons I said earlier, I think the uh, Eagles defense kind of hones in on Justin Jefferson. So that's one of the reasons why I think a player like... uh, Jordan Addison could be a touchdown score. So give me Hawkinson for the same reason. Okay. So I'm going, going with the Eagles. No one got her. Spence, if given the opportunity, I, I just hear the the sadness in your voice. I'm yeah, because you already know all night. I'm I'm heavy on the Vikings, so you 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 took it, but it's okay. You won, so you can go ahead and finally get something right this week. Okay. Well, stats don't leave because last week we this will be a good transition to our bet of the week for NFL week two. So this is not just the Thursday night football game, just across the NFL, the different lines. I had mine. Uh, It was, I think, the 49ers were minus two and a half against the Steelers. And Stats, you were saying that was a dumb bet. It was a sucker bet. Kyle Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing in week one. And your 49ers just demolished the Steelers, demolished them. That that was looking like a great bet we placed there. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts now? Do you have a, a bet of the week this week, Stats? I was completely wrong on the 49ers. They put a whooping on the Steelers like Pittsburgh stole something from them. In Pittsburgh, it was very satisfying from a 49ers standpoint. Now you want me to... I told you it was going to be Christian McCaffrey. I, I told you that. He, he had, what, 160? He was incredible. Had a 65-yard touchdown in the game. His 21st game with more than 150 yards from scrimmage. I never thought Christian McCaffrey would be that good with the 49ers, but he is, he is the catalyst for their entire offensive turnaround. Correct. I, I, I've seen him for years as a Saints fan. I've seen him for years with the Carolina Panthers. I know what he can do. I was shocked he was still playing late in the game for San Francisco, considering they were already up and McCaffrey has shown he can get bit by the injury bug every now and then. So that made me a little nervous. But in any event, he will carry that 49ers offense to the promised land if you let him. So my bet of the week this week, do you want to know what it is? Dying edge of my seat right now. This seems like easy money. I'm taking Cowboys minus nine against the New York Jets. Zach Wilson 
is going to be the Jets quarterback. The man is a walking turnover. He is so reckless with the football and he's going against the Cowboys defense that has led the league in turnovers for each of the last two seasons. Nobody had done that since the Steelers in the seventies. And Oh, by the way, how did that Cowboys defense look last week against the giants? Zach Wilson is worse than Daniel Jones. I think the Cowboys are going to absolutely destroy the jets. If there was a bet, and I don't know that there is, but if there was a bet, I would take the Cowboys defense to score more points in the game than the Jets offense. Wow. I like it. I like it. Spence, do you have a bet of the week? Wow. First of all, stats. Wow. First of all, uh, but mine. Yeah, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bills fan. And um, after us being embarrassed after Aaron Rodgers went out and the guy that stats just so eloquently explained how horrible he is, Zach Wilson came in and led his team to a victory against the bills. And I think uh, we see a different Josh Allen. I think we we see a Josh Allen that tries to be focused this whole week. And I'm going to take the bills with that, uh, that minus eight and a half. Who are they playing? Who are the bills getting this week? The Raiders. I'm sorry. Take the bills over the Raiders for that minus eight and a half. So mine is going to be Packers minus two against the Falcons. I think the Falcons are getting a little too much credit on defense. I think their defense is going to be okay, but getting a little too much credit for being able to hold rookie Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers in week one. We saw Jordan Love and the Packers offense look like a decent NFL offense without Mm -hmm. Romeo Dobbs, without Christian Watson. Aaron Jones got a little banged up, but he's looking like he's still going to be able to play week two. Those receivers who I mentioned might be back for week two. So I think the Packers uh, have a field day against a not as good Atlanta Falcons team. But that brings us before we kind of close out to just touch on a few bits of NFL news. Stats mentioned it. Spence, you mentioned it. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Zach Wilson's now the quarterback for now uh, after Aaron Rodgers or uh Tore his entire Achilles, I think was the report. It was a complete tear. Done for the year. Yeah. If you're Terrible. the Jets, what, what do you do? Do you ride with Wilson the rest of the season? No, absolutely not. If I'm the Jets, there's a couple phone calls that I'm making. First, I'm looking to see where, uh, what's it going to take for me to get Jacoby Brissett? Or what's it going to take for me to get, um, oh, hey, Colt, Colt McCoy is a free agent. He's not, right now you're not going to get like a a world changer at the quarterback position, but you're going to get somebody better than Zach Wilson. So for me, Jacoby Brissett, Colt McCoy, even Jameis Winston. The problem is when you're going to make a trade for a quarterback, teams know (laughs) you're desperate. You're desperate. So now, whereas you probably could have got Jameis from your Saints for a fifth or a sixth, they're probably going to be asking for like a third or a second, which is crazy. But if I'm the Jets, I'm looking for somebody else because the Dolphins, are here and they look for real. The bills aren't going to look like they looked on Monday night football for the rest of the year. So you want to keep up. If you're the jets, you have a championship caliber defense. You made a lot of movements on offense to also appear to be championship caliber, get a quarterback to get the ball out to your guys. Yeah. So not that I think it's going to happen, but we also mentioned or, or didn't mention one of the other calls that I think the jets make. And that is to number 12, uh, I think that the Jets could very easily just try to touch base with old Tom Brady, see if they can. Well, I don't think he can. Out. He has to sell his his stake in the Raiders. If they buy him out, well, not buy him out, but if he's willing to do so and just see what it might take, 
because you, you mentioned it, that the Jets went all in in 2023. They moved a lot of money around. They are absorbing a lot of dead cap in the future by converting a lot of player salaries to uh, roster bonuses so they could absorb Aaron Rodgers' cap hit in 2023. So it would be a lost season to just make all of those moves and roll with Wilson now for the rest of the year. So I think they have to do something. They have to do something at quarterback. I agree with you. Also, what about the possibility of the other 17 that's retired? Let's talk about maybe Phillip Rivers. Um, yep. I know last year there was conversation. Um, I forget which coach, but I, I remember um, reading somewhere where one of the coaches said, I think it was the 49ers actually. It was. Stats. That's right. If it, yeah, I think it was the 49ers when uh, they said, look, if we would have made it there, we were calling Phillip Rivers if we didn't have an active quarterback. We had discussions on it. If Phillip Rivers was, it was the Super Bowl, so it's a little different, but if Phillip Rivers is willing to do it, this would be one of the the toughest rosters this year. I would make that call to Phillip. Yeah, so it's a lot of the the veterans that you mentioned, the the Phillip Rivers, you know, in a dream world with Brady, the Matt Ryans of the world also could be options, but then possibly making a trade. We talked about it last week, just kind of in passing with Jameis Winston, that he might be worth a shot at a starting quarterback job in the NFL somewhere. So if I'm the Jets and some of these other old veterans like Matt Ryan, like Phillip Rivers, I can't lure them out of retirement. If I've got to pay a third, you know, if or I have to move a player to get Jameis Winston into the building, I think I do it. So yeah, with this roster, it's worth it. So if there was a bet on how many starts Zach Wilson makes for the Jets the rest of the season, I'm probably taking the under. Like I, I think he makes a couple more, but I wouldn't be shocked if the New York Jets starting quarterback in week six is not Wilson. I, I don't think that's a yeah. hot take. No, I don't either. I, I mean, <laughs> the coach came out and he's like, he's our guy. He's our quarterback. We're confident. In him. You're so confident in him that he was your starter last year that you went out and signed Aaron Rodgers. Like that's how confident you were in him. And I get it. He, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but but no, um, if you're confident in your guy, you keep your guy and you de- develop him, live and die by your quarterback. But um, to, to everything that you're saying, Jameis would be great. But I do think the best case scenario at this point, if they are trying to make a trade, I do think it would be Jacoby Brissett. I think at this point, he's the best backup in the league. And I think we've seen him as a starter last year with Cleveland. And he did something. He kept that team afloat. And I actually think the Browns looked worse last year when Watson came back as opposed to when they had Jacoby Brissett. So I think best case scenario, you can trade for Winston or, or, or Brissett. Yeah. I I think it depends on what you're needing out of a quarterback. I think if you're looking for someone who's just going to be the game manager, then you go after Brissett because he's the type who won't lose you games, but he's probably not going to win you many either. But if you want a quarterback, who's going to be able to come in and air it out and just sling it to Garrett Wilson, then you probably want know, a quarterback man. like Did you watch the Jameis. Browns last year much? I didn't. It hurt my soul to see Jacoby Brissett throw it for seven yards on third and 15. I can't talk about the play calling, but I can tell you that if you watched more than just a play here and there, Jacoby Brissett got that thing around. And, and I'm telling you, he. I don't know. I'm not saying he's great. He's not a top 15 guy. He's a backup quarterback. But I'm saying, again, right now, you're not going to go out there. You're not going to find um, – Derek Carr is not available. You're not finding a starting caliber quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is the best out of the reserves, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that's fine. Uh, Brissett, Winston, they're, they're backups at this point in their career for mm-hmm. a reason. So you're yeah. right. The ceilings kind of are what they are for each player. 
Uh, Aaron Jones mentioned his name. Uh, he came out of the Packers game. All accounts. He's saying that he could have gone back into the game if he needed to. So he looks like he'll be ready for week two. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case for J.K. Dobbins, uh, Dobbins of the Ravens. Uh, who knows what that backfield is going to look like now for Baltimore. Maybe they end up making a trade. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, still available, uh, still there on the pup list for the Colts. Uh, anything I'm missing, Spence? No, man, this is a great episode. I hope you uh, have a good rest of your week and good luck to your Saints this week, man. Yeah, I hope the Bills are able to bounce back and get a win in week two. Stats, here's for the outro and take us home. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.